When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. And welcome to Jason and Alexis in the morning, live on My Talk 1071 and live streaming on a device that's spying on you. I'm Jason Matheson. Alexis has the day off. Joining us today, Colleen Lindstrom. Hello. Good morning. Good morning, Colleen. And over there, the one, the only, the legendary Holly Roberts. Steven Tyler PJs. <laughs> Steven Tyler PJs. That's crazy. Steven Tyler PJs. Steven Tyler PJs. Oh, son-in-law, how we how we love thee. Good morning, all of you, on this Tuesday, September 19th, 2023. Welcome to the day you woke up alive. Congratulations. Welcome to Get Ready Day. Welcome to Colleen and Holly's favorite day, Talk Like a Pirate Day. Obviously, arg. Welcome to Butterscotch Pudding Day. Welcome to IT Professionals Day. Welcome to Voter Registration Day. Welcome to National Woman Road Warrior Day. Welcome to Take a Loved One to the Doctor Day. And welcome to your first sip of delicious coffee. Hey, girl, hey. Hey. Cheers. Cheers. (laughs) Cheers indeed. That's right. (laughs) Cheers. Oh, my God. (laughs) 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 I love those two. Some viewer gave me um, uh, a set of Beavis and Butthead pencils. And they have Beavis and Butthead's head on the top of the pencil. Oh, my gosh. And I have a little, um, I I don't know if you would call it a tick. I guess it is. Or it's a, I have to watch me on the show. Mm. uh, And even here, I have to be holding something. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you would categorize that as a tick, but I have to be holding a pen, even if it's unsharpened, which drives some viewers crazy, which then cracks me up that people notice such things but anyway and then care about it and then yeah. email about it yes that's a journey <laughs> that's yeah. a whole journey, that's a journey. <laughs> you got to talk to somebody about yeah. that okay sorry go on oh no 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 so somebody recognized that and was very sweet and they're like well if you're gonna hold a pencil you might as well make it a fun one so she that's gave me cute. these beavis and butthead uh pencils and their heads are the top of it i love it just that. i love it so you can see him. I have a pencil holder on my talk show desk. There's actually two, three things on my talk show desk. There's a replica that my husband bought me of uh, of a microphone that Johnny Carson used. Oh, I love that. Um, uh, 
on my desk. And then, Colleen, you, I don't know if you know this. Oh, I know. Okay, you've noticed? I've noticed. Colleen bought me an office plate, like a desk plate, that is on my desk every day of the show. Every day. Mm-hmm. And, what is it, and what does it say, Colleen? It says, there's a great big beautiful tomorrow <laughs> shining at the end of every day. Is that, does it say the whole thing? It does. Okay, bought, yeah. okay. Yeah, I couldn't remember. And you know what? I, to this day, I'm like, why did I not buy one of those for myself? Yeah. But I saw it when I was in Disney World, and I, you and I have a connection uh-huh. around my favorite ride in the world, which is not actually a ride. No. It is the Carousel of Progress, which was Walt Disney's entry into the uh, 1964. I think you're right. Uh, World's Fair. And what was what's cool about it, for those of you who have not been, is... The um the audience moves, but the stage stays the same. That's why it's a carousel. Yeah. And you go, basically, you, you follow a family. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> through, oh, it's the best song. Um, <laughs> through the decades, and you see how the world has changed, you know? And there's a song, as you're carouseling to the next one, there's a great big beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. My whole family sings along every single time. It's embarrassing, and you guys love it as much as we do. You're on the podcast. We had to cut that out, but you know, good boy for your own pleasure. But oh yeah. man, it's worth it. Oh, I yeah. think I think written by the Sherman Brothers. It is. Also. I think you are okay. correct. Okay. If they ever take that thing away, I will. <laughs> She'll stand. I don't know. I haven't thought about it yet because I can't. Like the, the grief no. is too large. Well, I, I, I would encourage, you know, we're going to, I love days like this, that we just go off on something. I love our show. Anyway. Oh, and sung um, by Rex Allen, too, who did a lot of Disney narrations yes. back oh, in the day. And I think, isn't he the voice of the dad? I believe, Colleen, we are taking this 40 step. Yes, yeah. I believe you're mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Um, I, uh, where was I going with that? Uh Sung oh, by the Sherman oh, Brothers. Oh, you got oh, excited. Oh, oh, oh. I, and uh, let me give you. Uh, uh, let me slip in a little nip slip. Let me sh- let me slip in an abfab in this discussion right now. Uh, I would encourage all of you, whether you're a fan as large as we are or not, absolutely fabulous. Watch a great docu series on Disney Plus if you are at the point where you're running out of things to watch and you just need something light like two calories, mm-hmm. it's called Behind the Attraction. And and it's a docuseries on Disney Plus that talks about the behind-the-scenes stories of some of your favorite attractions at, um, at the parks, at the Disney parks. Fascinating. Fascinating. I love this. Um, they Behind talk the... Attraction. Colleen, your family, Guess what you, we're, you guys will love yeah. it. Because we're looking for things to watch, and everybody has expressed that they're having some Disney homesickness right now at our house. uh, Go watch that. You can pick. um, I know some of them. uh, One of them is Space Mountain, uh, Tower of Terror. It's a small world, and It's a Small World talks about that fair, that world's fair. I love it. And the reason, my talkers, in pop culture, while you're like, okay, here we go again, I'm down at Disney Hole. No, the reason that um, World's Fair is so important in, in, in just popular culture, in American culture, is because you know, Walt 
Walt kind of pissed a lot of people off at his own company because he put everything on hold uh-huh. to steer his Imagineers into making making attractions for the World's Fair, which now kids have no concept of what a World's Fair is. Right. But it was a big damn deal. It was a huge deal. It was a huge deal. And, and the rides that generated from the World's Fair... Walt was smart, girl. I mean, mm-hmm. he didn't get to be, he knew he would have the Imagineers make these attractions for the World's Fair and then pick them up and bring them back mm-hmm. to Disneyland. Which is wild, honestly, when you think about the, you know, all of the coordination that that would take. And that's the case with the Carousel of Progress. And it's a small world. And it's world. a small world. That's bonkers. Yeah. Which, by the way, I mean, it's a small world. Was the original one at land? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, see, this is the other thing I find really interesting is that if you, there are some rides that if you go to them at world and at land, or I don't know about, I've never been to any of the other parks, they're almost exactly the same. Yes. And then there are some that are slightly different, right? So, like, for example, and this is changing, but the land Space Mountain is different from the world Space Mountain. Yes. I, I prefer... Land Space Mountain is way better. Like I was just going to say that. Oh, my God. I highly prefer that. I was like, whoa, but they're trying now to make the world one more like the land one. They should. That's why they're shutting it down. I think it's shut down right now. Is it? I think so. Well, I'll be able to tell you because I'm going this week. Okay. Well, yeah, that's right. Oh, man. Yeah, and if you don't um, think I'm not going to be here next week, if, if you don't think you know the World's Fair in 1964, you do, because in the park in Queens, in New York, that World's Fair had that sphere in the fountains uh-huh. that you saw in Men in Black, among other movies. Uh-huh. So that's your connection. Yes. yes. You're like, I don't know what the hell they're talking about. It's like, yes, you do. Yes. You yes. Do. yes, you do. You do, but you, you don't. You don't yeah. know why you do, but you do. <laughs> well, and you, we, I, I, you know, listen, I have not done my world's, uh, I haven't done my world's fair um, homework recently, but you would probably be surprised at the many, many things that came out of the world's fair that you do know and recognize well, beyond just Disney World. Let me further bring it back to the world of pop culture I wish and, you and, would. And, and characters, you know. One of my favorite behind-the-scenes little anecdotes that comes alive in one of these episodes is the fact that we have Joan Crawford to thank for, I believe, It's a Small World. I could be wrong. But Joan Crawford, as a lot of you know, was on the board of PepsiCo. PepsiCo was a co-sponsor with Walt, with Disney, at one of the exhibits of the state uh, at the uh, World's Fair. Mm -hmm. Um. Walt found out that his team told Joan wanted Walt to create something for her for Pepsi and Walt's team told Joan Crawford no. That got back to Walt that his team told Joan Crawford no oh and he my goes gosh. and then he said no to his team. He goes, "We cannot say no to Joan Crawford. Create whatever she like if Pepsi wants to do something and I believe the end result was either a, I think it was, it's a small world. Something came out of Joan, something came out of Joan Crawford, Joan Crawford and right. Pepsi. Yeah. <laughs> and it was singing children. Yeah, exactly. Um, so here are the episodes as before we go to break. Oh, it's I'm so called, excited. And all of you watching or listening, 
even if you have a mild interest in Disney, these are like little nuggets. They're 40 minutes. They're fascinating. You've heard about these rides your entire life. Anyway, Jungle Cruise, Haunted Mansion, Star Tours, the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, Space Mountain. Uh, and why is my screen not letting me? Um, oh, there we go. Um, the Castles, Disneyland Hotel, It's a Small World, <gasps> Hall of Presidents, and all of the transportation. It's called trains, trams, and monorails. I am so excited. Por favor, manténganse al lado de las puertas. Oh, my. I love. Oh Please my stand clear of the doors. Of the doors. I have that on a floor <laughs> mat, a doormat. Do when you walk in, Yeah, when you walk into my house, that's on a doormat that Colin bought for me. I yeah. have to get that. That is genius. It's on Wait, Disney is it in Plus. English or in Spanish? It's in uh, Spanish. Oh, yes. Por favor, manténganse al lado de las puertas. I can never say that. Uh, Behind the attraction. I practiced a lot. Okay. Behind the attraction on Disney Plus. We'll be right back. Welcome back. You uh, put the word bear in Google right now. It will automatically autofill bear in Disney World. Because (laughs) here's the headline from CNN. Bear spotted at Disney World prompts closure of parts of Magic Kingdom. Lester Holt had this last night, Nora O'Donnell. Uh, yeah. Was he singing? Did he have a guitar? Uh, was, he, he was, was he from the Country Bear <laughs> Jamboree? Was he wearing overalls? I do have questions. Uh-huh. <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was... Was he on a swing? Yes, he was by the Hall of Presidents. Uh, <laughs> he was talking to Fozzie. He was wanting to get the... Just got loose. He was in Liberty Square by the riverboat. He was, <laughs> wanted to know the wait time for the Haunted Mansion. No. Um, yeah. Uh, they had to close several attractions because a bear was, like, roaming the park. Okay, that's terrifying. Like, hey, girl. <laughs> got a churro? Can I buy got that? A churro. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah, it was captured. Um, they had uh, the news folks had their choppers up. The bear was spotted in a kind of wooded area by "It's a Small World." Stop it! Yeah, it was about to get small. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) wanted to. Honestly, yeah. Well, first, okay, two things. Yeah, number one. If I'm vacationing in Disney World and they're shutting anything down because there's a bear in the park, I'm mad. Yeah, I mean, like, you. you can't really get mad, right? Because it's wildlife and you do want to be safe. But I'm mad because mm-hmm. I got, my, I'm like, I got my plans. I know I, where I want to be. Got my lightning lanes. But here's the other thing that you need to know is that of all the places for a bear to get loose, Disney World... All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. They're going to take care of business. They've got... Girl. They're not, they're not messing around. No. So they probably got that fixed pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. They did. Yeah. Because you're right. That infrastructure, they ain't playing. No, they... They no. don't play. They know. They don't play. <laughs> it may look all nice and nice. They don't play. <laughs> they don't play. They will cut.
yeah. a B. <laughs> <laughs> they are not messing around. So, yeah, I'm sure they took care of it very fast. I mean, they had to obviously call in the authorities. The wildlife, uh, yeah. uh, uh, Florida game and wildlife or whatever, those yeah. folks had to help. I think Holly's right. I think that Nam thing was looking for a churro. Yeah. I think it smelled the churros. Yeah, it knows. It knows what the food is like over there. Mm-hmm. They're good. <laughs> Wanted oh. a Mickey popcorn bucket. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're getting ready to hibernate. Oh, that's you right. Know, oh, they're, they're trying to find a cave. Yeah, well, trying <gasps> Can to you imagine? Food, food and a cave. They want that they, they caramel apple. <laughs> yes. You know, Holly. <laughs> get all set to go. Yeah. And then find a cave. Maybe they'll sleep in the, I don't know. Pirates to, of the Caribbean. Caribbean. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like floating down the boat and there and there's just a bear snoring <laughs> by the thing that looks and like Johnny no, Depp. No, no. I'll take one better. Okay. Big Thunder Mountain. Yes. And it'll look like an animatronic. Totally. Nobody, if that bear was smart, yes. if that bear was smart, it would hibernate there. Right? Because everyone would think it was a, 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 a animatronic. Yeah, and those are some Gucci caves. I mean, those are some good, well-appointed <laughs> caves. Access to food is good. Is there a Matterhorn in Florida? No. There is not. Oh, I was going to say, mm-hmm. just snuggle up to the abominable snowman. Mm-hmm. That's right. Right. Well, it could go to Animal Kingdom. It could walk over to That's Animal true. Kingdom and go on, you know, Everest. Oh, my gosh. And, and hang out with the Yeti, you know? I really like that we really, we're giving advice, really, to bears. So, <laughs> for our bear listeners, <laughs> yep. um, I do want you to know <laughs> we've got demo. some good hibernation locations, uh, you know, picked out for you, but you will have to travel to Disney World. Oh, well, this yeah. would have been a whole movie back in Disney in the 1950s because they used to make all of these movies that were narrations of animals yes. wandering in places that they shouldn't be like a country coyote goes Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Which is a real thing. Look it up. Look it up. Yep. Look I, it up. I will say I'm, I'm thankful. Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm... Th- the fact that this is in Disney World versus Disneyland that this bear was, because all I could think of, Holly, do you know where my mind went? The cats at the California. Cats at California. California. You know, in California, don't look at me like that, Jason. Like mm-hmm. you're judging my cat love. I'm not. I'm not. Thank you. Yeah. Um, they there are just cats roaming around in Disneyland. Like yeah. everywhere. And they have names and the vets, uh, they have vets on staff that see them and make sure they're vaccinated and all that kind of stuff. But they are just roaming around Disney World or Disneyland. So like when you take the monorail into Disneyland, you can see them like out in the back. I mean, they're just and like if you're staying at a resort there, they just like saunter by. That bear would have had a just cat tell- snack. Just tell your kids they're the Aristocats. You know what I mean? Right? Look I know. Kids. See? Kids. Again. Yeah. Telling you. So I'm glad the bear wasn't at land because we'd have no. some dead cats. We're pretty good, though. He's captured and very happy. Good. He's been relocated to Universal. <laughs> uh, we'll, be right, <laughs> we'll be right back. Do nerds make the best husbands? We'll debate next. Hey everyone, it's Alexis. I want to talk to you about My Genetics by Health Partners, a community health research program with no-cost genetic testing. This incredible program scans your DNA for breast and ovarian cancer, colon cancer, heart disease, high cholesterol, and more. I did My Genetics last year, and I can't recommend it enough. By getting a better understanding of my DNA, My Genetics can help me detect, prevent, and treat risks before they arise. Know your genes and unlock a healthier future like I did. Visit healthpartners.com slash your genes. 
Welcome to the show. Ahoy, matey. It's a glorious day. Why are you talking like that? It's National Talk Like a Pirate Day. Talk Like a Pirate Day? I'm a pirate. I'm a pirate. Ahoy, matey. You're... Ahoy, matey. <laughs> Happy National Talk Like a Pirate Day, matey. It's showtime. <laughs> Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning. Alexis is off. She got the vid. She got the vid. It is going around, girl. Oh, it sure is. Oh, I. there's a couple other people around here. Not around the radio, but around here. Around these Oof. parts. Around these parts. So please be careful. I'm getting boosted today. Are you? I am. Boop, 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 boosted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's oof. I'm this not one's... messing around. Uh-uh. I'm not. I'm like Disney World. Yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, so Colleen is going to be with us uh, today and tomorrow, taking a break on Thursday, and then uh, back for me on Friday. Yes. So it's a very Colleen week. Sorry, everybody. No, it's fantastic. <laughs> we love it. We love it. Oh, it's fun oh. to be here. It's fun to be back. Oh, it's fun to have you. Um, so there's a survey done with millennial women. And these millennial women said that the best type of husband is a nerd husband. I can't disagree with that. I can't either. (laughs) I am completely down with this. (laughs) What what reasons did they give for the uh, nerd nerd husband love? Uh, That nerdy guys have traits that are most compatible uh, mm-hmm. for long-term happiness. Yeah. Yeah, they're nicer. Okay, I'm going to illustrate. It's best to illustrate my opinion with uh, a reality show. Okay. Do you remember the show? It was in the early aughts. I believe it was on Fox. It was Probably. created by, <laughs> sorry about it, Ashton Kutcher. Okay. It was called Beauty and the Geek. Oh, I think. Yes. Yes. That was like a CW or. A, You're right. Maybe WB. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Anyway, Beauty and the Geek was the name of the show. And the premise of it really, it was sort of like a competition show, but they would pair up beautiful women with super nerdy guys. And literally nine times out of 10, there would be some sort of like recognition by the beauties that the geeks were actually super cool because they are, they're smart, they're kind. It's, you know, a no brainer. They're kind because these are generalities, but even the term nerd is. So I'll continue to speak in generalities because I was not popular. I was a drama nerd. You know, I, I, Because nerds, in this article cited this line, and I liked it, nerds likely spent their formative years, their their teenage years, looking, you know, outside the store window, looking in. Mm -hmm. And they saw, one of the things I think, is they saw with these jocks and the popular guys and how they sometimes didn't treat their girlfriends the best, they learned from... Uh, the mistakes that they watched mm-hmm. of the so-called cool guys. So they know how to treat a woman. Again, these are 
blanket statements. Yeah. But I got to tell you, having a lot of girlfriends in school. Now, look, I'm gay, so that didn't really help me. But I certainly, because my friends confided in me, I certainly learned what not to do when you're dating a girl. Because I heard them bitch about all the guys. Right. Right. Um, And I think they have a level of appreciation. I always said this in terms of, you know, I know what it was like to not have friends Mm -hmm. because I wasn't popular in junior high. Um, So when I did get friends, you know, when I found the drama club, oh, my, there was a level of appreciation that I had that I don't know. I don't know if I would have had had I not gone through the trauma of my junior high years. Yeah. Yeah. And I think these nerds. Um, I think nerd guys just really appreciate their partners because, yeah. you know, they didn't have that necessarily in the teenagers. Yeah. I don't know. I could be wrong. No, I mean, I think, you know, I think you're right. First of all, I think you were right to say we're speaking in generalities because yeah. just in general, the, the word nerd is because my, my second thought about all of this is really at the end of the day. All people are nerds. Yeah. I always just feel like when you're a nerd about something, it just means you're passionate about it. Yeah. And you want to take a deep dive on it. Yeah. No matter what that may be. And everybody has some sort of, you know, nerd, whether it's overt or covert, nerd thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm curious, you know, and I wonder and I wonder if in this in this uh, in this Survey. survey, if they like defined nerd more strongly or is it was it self-identified like who's identifying the nerds as nerds i think <laughs> it's self-identified yeah but you know do you remember the movie nerds yes the nerds were sexy yeah <laughs> were i talking yes. about revenge of the nerds revenge of the nerds that's what i meant oh, nerds okay. were a candy that i enjoyed quite a bit yeah. I no knew, revenge yeah. of the nerds yeah yeah i mean yeah i'm i i support this uh this concept heartily I mean, I would say I'm married to a little bit of a nerd. Yeah, I think yeah. Matt has nerd tendencies. He has nerd tendencies, yeah, completely. And But also, I mean, you know, I knew of him in high school. He was well-liked. He was, you know, so like, like I have a hard time with the word nerd because I think sometimes we use it synonymous with outcast. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that the two are mutually exclusive always. But, you know, I don't know. I'm a nerd. I think we're I'm, all nerds here. Uh-huh. Oh, I think everybody on the payroll. Yeah. If you, <laughs> Seriously. If you, if you have a show from 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. to 6 p.m., you're a you're some sort of nerd. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Don's a nerd for ghosts. Mm-hmm. Lori's a nerd for bowling. Oh, God. I was hearing those two. Okay. I'm sorry. Really quick. Oh, oh no. Has, has bowling, we're here for this. bowling league started yet for Lori? Yeah. It's getting ready to. And hearing, I guess... Julia took Lori pickleballing over the weekend. Oh, how did it go? Oh, I'm all in. I'm all ears. Um, oh, God. I guess she showed up in this outfit. Like, she had a protect protective glasses. She had, like, a veil to protect her face. She had uh, specific shoes. Julia said she looked like Sophia Loren coming to play... <laughs> I am obsessed with this. But Lori was so, like, she wanted to protect her face. She wanted to protect. She came looking like a queen arriving to a, you know, a royal dinner to the pickleballing. And that uh, was just for the two of them. So I just want you to know the performance is going to be, that was only dress rehearsal. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Oh, and I guess Julia is concerned because Julia is going to be gone for a chunk of time now. Oh. So the pressure is on Grant. To pickle with Lori. To pickle with Lori. Okay, during the training process, Julia's going to be out. What what Holly said. All right. Okay, so I want to bring something up that I've been hesitant to bring up. That's okay. Safe space. Okay. space. Nobody's listening. It's just the three of us. In true pickleball culture, so I don't know. Do you guys know anything about the format of the pickling? Because in true pickleball culture, you swap a lot. You do a lot of couple swapping. They do that in Florida too, but go ahead. <laughs> so, in the villages, you in the villages, in the villages. Get, get your loofah ready. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's, I think it's a green loofah. Hanging on out there. Yeah. It's a green loofah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, if you are playing, um, there's a time where you then switch, like your couple will switch. So, I, I, I don't know enough about it because, as you know, I'm a beginning pickler and I will only play singles with my husband. Um, we have not yet dabbled with other picklers we haven't let other pickles in um let me know by the way let me know if that ever happens i just want to just just give me a text real they quick. they ahead. talk to us by the way they'll come over to us and be like would you guys like to double up and we're like no oh awkward, which is awkward, really bad awkward, awkward. I, we leave the court when awkward. there's too many people there because i just i can't i have performance anxiety anyway but when you actually play in a tournament style you end up like switching a lot so I'm curious because I think like I've just heard a lot of outfit talk. I've heard a lot of are you will you guys be playing in your duos or in your trios the whole time? I Holly? think that you're onto something, Colleen. Mm-hmm. Just knowing the way yeah. that the upper level operates mm-hmm. Project Down and Dirty, I have a feeling, I have a tingle that we might be doing sense. a spidey sense. That we might be doing some swapping, if that's the case in pickleball culture. It really is. So, yeah. And there are ways then to score. And truly, honestly, well, at least when we did it recently at an outing with a, a baseball team thing, um, you the, the winner is the person who scores the most points. And I don't know, have you guys brushed up on all your pickleball rules? Um. No, that's a no. That felt um, like a Holly, no. And, and I'm, not, I'm leaving Alexis out only because we started this when she wasn't. She was with her family. Mm-hmm. Colleen, um, Holly and I presently really only care about, about the materialistic the, aspect yeah, of this. Yeah, um, logos, logos, the fonts, apostrophes. <laughs> I like it. Make sure really, we should have... lean into your strengths, you guys. Apostrophes. Yeah. yeah. Um, Holly took a G off of a word. Smart. I mean, we. We're we're caring about. I mean, does Dingleberry have the right eye design? Mm-hmm. That's know, right. Bear? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We want him to be more Tex Avery and less Chuck Jones. Now, if we give that note to the designer, they'll be like, "What the hell are these yes. people at my talk talking about?" I'll be like, "Well, let me help you, honey. Yes, <laughs> let me help you. Yeah. The the rules will come, Colleen. They Thank will. You. They, they will. You. I just want to give you guys the heads up that okay. it can be a little." confusing at first and it's a little different when you're playing doubles because you are have you have three scores and i don't understand that yet because again as i said we won't double up in the lindstrom family so we just play each other but you can only score if you're serving do you know that too i do know that okay that's important so don't get too excited if you like have a really good shot but you didn't serve you don't get a point you just get the ball back and you get to serve 
But again, we're not there yet. I know. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I just, I want you to take things at the speed that you're able to take them in. Once Dingleberry gets, the design of Dingleberry gets approved. Once Dingleberry gets situated. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Then Uh, we'll be able to slap some balls. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) Can't wait. That'd be good. <laughs> Sign up for listener <laughs> awards, everyone. You can win tickets to see I Mom So Hard at Mystic Lake Showroom in November, plus a $200 back to school shopping gift card, caribou gift cards, and more. Sign up for listener rewards right now on our app or at mytalk1071.com. We're going to take a short break, go get some oatmeal. We'll be back after this. Clinic. They were one of the first to sign on with Alexis and me when we took over the morning show. Um, we have a rule, whether it's Holly or me or Alexis, we only tell you, we only do commercials for things that we really use. You can trust us on that. Because it's really hard to honestly talk about something every day if it's fake. I go to Skin Rejuvenation Clinic. There, I said it. My husband does. My mother-in-law. My mother, Alexis, does. Dawn McLean is gone. Um, it's, I love them. They, I trust them. Uh, I've been with them for almost 12 years. So if you're looking, there's a lot of places that do Botox. This is what I'm telling you. This. There are a lot of places that do Botox and fillers and this and this. But this is your face you're talking about. This is your body. You've got to go with somebody you trust. And I've been telling you about it for a decade. So go to SkinRejuvenationClinic.net for a full list of services and get in there this week. And now on Jason and Alexis in the morning, a message from our sponsor from like the 70s or 80s. Hey, kid, would you like some drugs? The first one is free. Want to check out my van? I got some candy. Hey, kid, want to join our gang and spray paint under a bridge? No! This deal sucks. But you know what? Maybe we should give up this life of crime and start roller skating. This has been a Jason and Alexis classic commercial. We now return you to our regularly scheduled mediocre radio show. (laughs) This portion of Jason and Alexis sponsored by Roller Kingdom. That is phenomenal. That's Truly one of the best local commercials ever produced. That made my whole entire day. Mm-hmm. No, nay. My entire week. Yeah. I say no to reefer. That's my favorite. Beer. I Did you see me do a spit take? <laughs> my coffee almost came out my nose. <laughs> then the teenager. I say no to unplanned pregnancy. <laughs> That's, That's right. So great. 
Uh, all because of roller skating. I'm going to be addicted to roller skating. That's yeah. right. Uh-huh. Colleen's Prisons going are full of people. <laughs> people that don't go roller skating. You heard it here. Oh, that's good stuff. Oh. oh, Jason and Alexis in the morning. Sans Alexis, she's taking care of herself. She got the vid. She got bit by the COVID scorpion. Mm. And uh, yeah. Uh, so Colleen's here. She Hi, everybody. Been, she hasn't been bitten. So no, 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 not yet. No, Mm-mm. I'm just saying, hey, Liz Lemon, anything you want to say to Colleen? Hi, Colleen. There we go. Hi, Liz Lemon. Uh, let's do a little pop of pop culture. Holly, uh, Hollywood, uh, still spirit Halloween store. How are we looking? Still a spirit Halloween store. Okay. But are they going to talk it, about talking again? Yeah, they're talking about talking, Colleen. Okay. And by <laughs> they, you're referring to the Writers Guild of America mm-hmm. and the AMPTP, which is the organization that represents the studios. They are talking about talking. And I, they are mm-hmm. actually <laughs> going to meet tomorrow. To talk about oh. talking or to actual talk? I think to actual talk. Okay, just checking. It's a talking club meeting? Yes, it is. Okay. Now, a rep for the union says that the WGA AMPTP, they have a confirmed schedule to bargain this week starting on Wednesday, which is tomorrow. Good. Now, the union rep said you might not hear from us in the coming days while we're negotiating, but no, our focus is on getting a fair deal for the writers as soon as possible. And then we'll reach out again if there's something of significance to report. Now, they haven't met since August 18th and then on August 22nd. So it's been almost a month since the Writers Guild and the producers even sat down at the table to talk about hmm. anything. There hasn't been a talking club meeting since nope. then? Nope. No. 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 I I am exhausted for all of them. Yeah. Honestly. I'm I'm mostly exhausted for the Writers Guild. Who are just like, hi. Hello. Just trying to get some fair pay over here. Starts with the written word. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> how do you think any of this is going to get done? Right. Yeah. Now, the two sides, this is according to Variety, they're still far far apart on streaming residuals, which we've seen. We've seen writers come forward and they're like, yeah, I've earned 50 cents for my streaming show mm-hmm. that is a global hit. That's a point Dis- of contention still. Disclose the viewing numbers well yes yes yeah and what jason you're talking about is that streaming services are extremely opaque when it comes to any of their numbers going across the board meaning that old school tv it was pretty transparent because we had to set ad rates so you have ratings and you can see these things whereas you know you're you're negotiating with Netflix. They give you a flat fee, mm-hmm. and then they're not t- telling they're not going to tell you how many people are tapping into that. Again, I just heard Grant say this, and he did a dirt alert, and he said, "Hey, news out of the Yellowstone debut on CBS: six point seven million viewers, which was like a record or something." And yeah. I thought, "Oh, oh, look at that! Mm-hmm. Old fashioned transparency. Yeah. Oh, look, numbers. Yeah, numbers. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. Well, well, right. Because when you have transparent numbers." That are monitored by a third party. In theory, you can have some fairness and data. Yeah, and then you can make decisions based off of that. Well, and the other thing too about you know the the Netflix and and the streamers, they're a little bit of a different animal for so many way in so many ways. But one of them is, you know, with network TV, they can advertise right, but with the streamers, the algorithm is what pushes it to the front for you. So 
you know, if everybody's watching it, that also pushes it to the front for everybody. So it's like on the first screen yeah, that you're tapping into. And then you're like, oh, well, then you don't have to dig so far, right? In this bottomless pit, I mean, seemingly bottomless pit of entertainment that is one streaming. Do you see what I'm saying? Am I making yes, sense? you are. So it's like they're actually forcing you to watch things. Which then pads the numbers that you don't get to know about. Yeah. And then how long do you have to watch something in order for the number to count? Because that's also a little dirty secret where it's, Mm -hmm. you know, you watch 10 seconds of a show and then it counts as a full watch. Yeah. And the streaming services and other places are very well aware of that fact. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and TV, we don't have time. TV has its own version, but at least it's known. Really quick, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, people have to watch a show for the first five minutes of every quarter hour Mm -hmm. in order to get credit for that whole period. Mm -hmm. But people know that. I don't know. We do know. More when the second hour begins right after this.